Welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me on the program yet again, first I'll introduce Bobby Russell. How's that going? I think we're still catching up on the end of the Steelers-Ravens game, or did it finally <laughs> end last night? I think I think the game that started, well, should have started in November, finished in December is finally over. Congrats to your team on remaining unbeaten, by the way. I'll take it. It was ugly, but I'll take it. And another guy who's got to be riding high, uh, Bryce Bumgarner. Hey, your Browns, the five hey, seed man. right now, eight and three. Big one this week. We'll get into later. How's it going? It's going. Just living the dream. In fact, I'm lucky. I'm actually here. I was uh, sitting at the Columbus Airport with a ticket out to Denver. I thought I was going to have to run out there and be their quarterback uh, this this weekend, <laughs> but uh, John Elway called me and said, "Don't worry about it. I think they've got it figured out. Maybe somebody by name." Blake Bortles might help him or something. So, yeah, uh, it's good to be back do on you, Thursday. Yeah, do you meet the minimum height requirement to be a John Elo quarterback? You're right. I'm not 6'8". Yes. So, uh, <laughs> right. I now did play at a mid-American conference. Like, or, I mean, what, what, what I'm trying to think of. What, Simeon? Is it Trevor Simeon? No, he was one. What's the dude from Memphis, right? Is that him? Yeah, Paxton yeah. Lynch. Paxton Lynch, Jesus. That's hell that's of a not... quarterback, John Elway. A lot of moxie. Not a great GM. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Anyway, let's not let's not go down that route of me talking about John Elway. That's an episode for the off season. Just right. naming random like flame out NFL quarterbacks mm-hmm. and just kind of joking around about that. All right. Uh, yeah, let's start with the fun shit here. Tim Here Allen we go. trivia. Here we go, baby. Okay. You know, we kind of did a little – I don't know if it was a happy one, but, you know, not to keep bringing up morbid stuff in the, kind of a dark time with the pandemic or whatever. I'm not going to belabor that point. But this one has to do with Tim Allen in his past. Um, okay. Tim Allen, I don't know if you guys know this or not, he uh, attempted to sell drugs in his youth. Say it ain't so. Yes, um, he did some jail time. My question to you is, how many months of jail time did Tim Allen actually serve? Um, I'll start Bryce here. Go ahead, Bobby, then your guess. I mean, I know it's kind of a throw dart at a dartboard type question, but nevertheless, Ooh. I asked it, so you have to try to answer. All right, I'm just going to like, I'm thinking like it was in the, Maybe in the 80s, maybe during the Reagan era, like the war on drugs. So they were really trying to, like, set some examples here. I'm going to say he was in the slammer for uh, – no. I'll be safe. I'm going to say just six months. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you got a good point there. Uh, 80s. But he was selling cocaine in Michigan, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah, so I feel like that was kind of, like, the big thing. Um. I feel like they tried to get more people for that. And obviously he wasn't a movie star at that time. I'm going to say he served at least a year. So I'm going to go 12 months. All right, Bobby, you, uh, you win this one. He served 28 months. In <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I know. Like almost now, two and a half years, huh? In the, in the fucking slammer. And he was in Michigan somewhere. At, I'm assuming, yeah. right? Yeah. Good Lord. Damn. Good for him. Incredible that, like, I don't know, just the, I mean, it's been 
so many years ago, but the turnaround, like him laughing all the way to the bank since, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, like just a mere 20 years prior to that. Shit, was... what did OJ serve for like all that? Uh, well, I mean, obviously he didn't serve anything for murdering his wife, but uh, that recent one with the kidnapping, how long was he in the in the slammer for that one? I don't know. I don't know why I keep just... calling it the slammer. I guess that's just <laughs> like what I'm going with tonight. Guys, he was just trying to get his Heisman Trophy back. That's all it was. Yeah. It was all a big misunderstanding. It's a big un- Yeah, right. <laughs> just like, oh, Jesus, that fucking guy. Great Twitter follow, by the way. OJ. <laughs> yes. Let's see. It says... Let's see. He was sentenced to 33 years, but got parole and for nine years. So after nine years, he's eligible for parole. Um, let's see. So when did he get out? Like two years ago? Yeah, I think so. And he got sentenced in 2008. So he, he did what? Almost a decade or a decade, I guess. Yeah. Nine. Okay. Nine years. I found the answer. Nine years. It, holy yeah. shit. I don't, this might just be a clickbait article, but that's, O.J. Simpson. How did O.J. Simpson make six hundred thousand while serving nine years in prison? Was it autographs? It might have been. Let's Was see he selling here. his underwear? His daughter is a Kardashian. Is that proven fact? And I, I mean, I don't think it's been proven, but I mean, just look at him. Well, yeah. Really? I mean, I I don't really know. The, I mean, I know the Kardashians, but I don't like know them. Know them. There, there's speculation that uh, was it Chloe or is it Courtney? No, Chloe, the one that was married to Lamar Odom. Chloe. All right, I'll look that up. Do I they look the alike? Answer. All right, this is I have, podcast. No, I, it's really going <laughs> off fine. off the rails here. This it's uh, he made six hundred two thousand um, dollars because he didn't or he decided to allow his pension to to kick in for the NFL after his 65th birthday. So uh, he turned 65 somewhere in that prison sentence and his pension racked up six, a little over 600,000. Okay. That, I mean, that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he He's going to come murder us all if he hears this. So. Yeah. Don't listen to this OJ. And if you do, we were just joking. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Juice. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. College football week 14. Um, I want to say I can't believe we've made it here, but it feels like it's... Have we? Uh, Have we made it here? Yeah, well, <laughs> I just feel like it's unraveling a little bit. Um, uh, well, playoff rankings, you guys have any reaction to those before we get into the games? Like, Bobby, I'll start with you. Any surprises or whatever? No, I, I'm a little surprised what the ACC did, kind of canceling some, well, the final week of the season, basically, with and just saying there's three teams that can make it, so we're not going to put anybody in danger. That's really my only thing, that they're they're angling for two teams to get in. Right. Um, North right, Carolina, so yeah, yeah, North Carolina moved up two spots, I think, after a loss. Um, that's pretty cool. Um I don't know. I think as an Ohio State fan, you saw that and you're like, okay, so I think we're in. <laughs> like, if we could just play a couple more games, like, 
I don't think we have to play in a Big Ten championship to to get in now. Like, I don't know. I know Alvarez has came out like, yeah, he came out this week and mentioned that they might try to bend the rules about that threshold. Um, I don't know. I just I think Ohio State's kind of still done enough to be undefeated and beat Indiana, and the committee thinks they're the fourth best team in the country. So hey, not my not my well, call here. I've been hearing some interesting chatter around this Ohio State situation where strength of schedule, strength of record wise, it might aid them more to right not not play the Big Ten title game and play Wisconsin in yeah. that crossover weekend in a couple weeks. Or possibly uh, Iowa could be ranked higher at the time. Or, I mean or, Yeah. Or Iowa. So yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's hilarious. That's just how it is. But um yeah, because Northwestern or was Wisconsin had their game canceled and they're ineligible, so or whatever. Northwestern clinched it, and I don't know where they're sitting, but I think they're still behind Wisconsin. I don't remember. They're all kind of like right there in the in the teens, but um, either way, I just think if they win, I don't know, like if A and M, like it's gonna work itself out. Like Florida could jump up there too as like a one loss and beat Alabama in the SEC championship, that's when shit's going to get interesting. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think if you're a Buckeye, you just got to hope that, you know, Alabama takes care of their business against Florida in the SEC title game. And then I think, obviously, um, you root for Notre Dame to kind of eliminate Clemson. Sure. And then it's kind of a foregone conclusion that you guys will get in mm-hmm. at that point. So, um and then, you know, then is it Cincinnati? Think... Like, is it a Cincinnati? Yeah. You know, like that's what that's what'll get wild. Like, Bama versus Cincy, and then Ohio State Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl, pure money. Like, that would be be wild. That'd be a huge Raider like ratings game, especially yeah, no with their fans this year. Oh my god! Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I think we kind of covered the playoff talk and the the uh, the big talking points. Um. All right, let's get into these games. I'll start with uh, Auburn. They host number five A&M. A&M, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Noon Eastern time kickoff on ESPN. Um, I don't know if I said A&M is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe I did, so I'm just repeating myself. I'll throw it to Bobby first. Any thoughts on this one? Um, I think this is – kind of a trap game for Texas A&M. They're kind of sitting in that spot like we've talked about. They're the one-loss team. They're the number five team. They don't have to play in the SEC championship game, and we've seen teams not play in that and make the playoff before. Granted, that team was Alabama. But at the same time, you know, you're sitting right there. you got a quality win over Florida. Um, you're taking care of business everywhere else. Um, so I think it's going to be a trap game for them, and playing out Auburn will be tough, um, even with a few amount of fans. Um uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Auburn and an upset on this one. I, I just feel like we're at that time of the year where the, a big upset happens and it kind of shakes up everything we just talked about and puts a kink in our plans. Um, with with Auburn, you have to wonder if there's any fight left. What they just got their asses kicked by Alabama. Um, a and M kind of slept, walked through that LSU game. There, did you guys catch that on Friday? Um, was it Friday? Was that or was it? Uh, Saturday night. Jesus Christ, my my days have been completely messed up. I don't know what day it is now. Um, I don't know. I just feel like L- LSU is, is total trash this year, and they were still in the ball game, kind of late into the or middle of the third quarter. So um, I don't know. 
Auburn's got the some talent, but I don't. I think A and M's gonna roll roll them this week just because what what happened in the Alabama game just fucked up Auburn's psyche, and uh, I think A and M will roll. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like I'm still not splitting. sold on A and M. By the way, like I just don't know if I'm sold on them. Yeah, I don't know either. And I, man, I'm kind of in the middle between both you guys here. Um, I could see like Bo Nix having like a great game for some reason. So I might take six and a half, but I, maybe Aganem squeaks out a uh, a close one to survive on the road. But I mean, they got the Florida win, but Alabama kind of just demolished both these teams. So I, yeah. I mean, it's the best game in the noon slate uh, by far. So um, we'll move on. Let's go to uh, number 13. This game just got added yesterday. Uh, number 13, 9-0 BYU at the 18th-ranked Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina University. They're also 9-0. BYU a 10-point favorite. This is a 5.30 Eastern time kick, ESPNU. Um, two fun offenses, two... Um, under the radar, maybe Wilson's, you know, kind of a Heisman candidate, BYU quarterback, but two under the radar quarterbacks here uh, should be a fun one. Um, Rice, then Bobby, you guys got uh, any thoughts on this one? I just love everything about this. Just like two teams saying, hey, like, let's do it. We're both in the spotlight here. Let's build our programs up. Um, it's funny. I think uh, Dustin Fox – uh, former Ohio State cornerback is on the call. He was like going down there to call the Liberty game, you know, the Liberty Coastal Carolina game that gets canceled, and boom, all of a sudden you're like getting the call in one of the biggest games, maybe I don't say of the year, but um, I think this is going to draw a lot of a lot of viewers to ESPNU. So I know as soon as Ohio State finishes up, please God let that game go through. Um, I am definitely flipping over to ESPNU and catching this this bad boy. Uh, this could this could be a, a Heisman moment for for Wilson here if he like steps up and like last moment just you know comes out and like blow you know they blow them out and he throws for 400 500 yards something crazy like that and it's just a wild game uh, he could certainly uh, make a name for himself even more and uh, that could be his Heisman moment I mean what BYU have they had they've had a Heisman Trophy winner before right um, quarterback that yeah Ty Detmer. yeah yeah so Detmer I mean done before so why not let history repeat itself and and i'd be if it's not justin fields why not a, a fucking mormon you know that's that's i've always said that so <laughs> uh but yeah this should be a fun game i'm excited i think byu will, will, will fucking crush them just because of like all the all the shit they've been given for you know going undefeated and they're still like ranked where they are so i think this is their game to be sort of in the spotlight and you know, putting their money where their mouth is with this any time, any place, or anywhere, where the fuck they say on their shit. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I think this will be a really fun game to watch. I've watched a few Coastal games this year, um, kind of in between games. You know, they're in those weird time slots. Uh, the game against App State was a really good game. Uh, they're, they're a fun team to watch. It's hard to watch them on their turf, though, where it's that Coastal Carolina blue. But part of me thinks that, you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be tough on a short week, a three-day notice to go clear down to South Carolina from Utah, get out there and play and roll out. But I think they've had discussions for the past week and a half, too. So knowing these coaching staffs, they've probably prepared a game plan for Liberty and a game plan for BYU. So I don't think we're going to see a sloppy game. I think we'll see a top-notch game with teams ready to go and 
kind of prepared for each other. Um, I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina oh. just because they're, they're at home. Uh, they don't have to travel. They kind of get that little extra juice being at home. But I can also see BYU covering this game. Uh, so I'm going to take BYU to cover, but Coastal to win. Yeah, I, I think BYU just smashes them. I just, I mean, what's Loki, the line? BYU is, I think, let's see. I think BYU is a 10-point favorite, so. Oh, I, I got that backwards then. I Coastal to cover and Coastal to win. Right on. Yeah, B, low-key BYU every year, they're kind of, they're, they're like a real physical team. I mean, like, they recruit a lot of um, American Samoans, um, just those big, thick athletes on the D-line. Uh, Wilson's an NFL prospect, I believe. And they just, you know, it's going to be fun, though. I think both teams, maybe they have prepared. But if not, they're just going to roll the fucking ball out and, and play. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll tune in. Um, I don't think it'll be much of a game. I think BYU rolls. But um, we'll see. Should be a fun one. All right, let's get to the Big Ten. Uh, number 12, Indiana. They go to uh, Wisconsin, the 16th-ranked Badgers. Two touchdown favorite, 330 Eastern time on ABC. Um, Penix out for the year, crushing blow for the Hoosiers. Um, having a, a really great year for them. Wisconsin, I don't know. Like, they've only played three games. They beat two terrible teams in Illinois and Michigan. Uh, lost on the road to Northwestern. So, I might take the points here just because I don't know. 14's a lot. I mean, Bobby, then Bryce, what, what do you guys think of this one? Yeah, you said it. it sucks for Indiana losing Penix like that. Not really sure who what their backup has or if they even have anything there. Um, Wisconsin's tough to get a good gauge on them, like you said, three games, two and one. I just think having their quarterback playing at home, being ready to go, kind of having that outside chance of still making like a New Year's Six Bowl possibly, I think Wisconsin will be ready to go. Um, but I think Indiana will cover a 14-point spread. Um, so I can see it being, you know, your seven to 10 point game. Yeah. I don't really have a, a, a ton more to add. Obviously the, the injury to, to old, uh, Penix boy that, that certainly blows, but, uh, um, you know, they might, they might rally, uh, their defense is still solid. That could keep them in the game. Um, it just depends on this backup. If he comes in and can run their offense and, you know, they still got pretty good receivers. They still have, um, you know, a team like like I said, that defense that can, can can play with really anybody when they're when they're on. They were they gave Justin Fields fits, so they're gonna blitz the fuck out of Mertz, and who knows what's gonna happen. But if I was betting, I would take the Badgers uh, just because they're at home, I suppose. All right, another three thirty one West Virginia at number nine Iowa State. The Cyclones uh, pretty much wrapped up a Big Twelve title berth. They're a six and a half point favorite. ESPN three thirty Eastern Time. Uh, West Virginia, they're solid defensively, but I, uh, I'm i drinking the soup. I'm eating the soup. I love the soup. Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, the running back. Uh, I think the Clones uh, handle their business. Bobby Bryce, um, you guys agree, disagree? What, what's up? I agree. Yeah, I agree oh, with you. Oh, wow, Bobby. Jeez. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. I think we're wow. good. I think, Go I think we're good on this yep, one. Yep, yep. Give me that Campbell soup. I'll take it. West Virginia can't win on the road, so Iowa State's got this one wrapped up. 
All right, two games before we move on to your guys' teams, and then we'll get out of the college scene. Um, I put this in a category of uh, rivalries from yesteryear, uh, this year, COVID, and other situations have two uh, highly ranked teams going on the road to take on a rival. First one, 3.30 Eastern time CBS. The sixth-ranked Florida Gators will travel into Knoxville. Take on the Volunteers of Tennessee. 17.5-point favorites are the Gators. I guess my question to Bryce and Bobby, um, Gators, upset alert, or they just keep uh, taking care of business? They keep taking care of business. I think they get it done. Um, Really, again, haven't seen a whole lot of Tennessee, except for that Georgia game, and they played them somewhat competitive for the first half, but then doesn't have have the fight in in the second half. So... And and I think Florida is obviously a better a better team than Georgia. So yeah, too much Kyle Trask and uh, that Florida offense. And like I think they mentioned in the college football playoff ranking show, um, you know, Florida they kind of control their own destiny with just winning out and they're in. So that's easier said than done, obviously with the with the championship game coming up. But yeah, I think they've got a lot to play for, and Tennessee doesn't. And Jesus Christ, another round of coaching probably carousel down there in Knoxville. Uh, I don't know about the end of the year, but definitely next year they don't get it together. So, yeah, I, I said this on our uh, SEC preview pod from earlier this year. Tennessee comes in every year with so much hype that is unwarranted, and then by week three or four, they're just completely out of it. And I think we saw the same thing happen again this year. They start out two and zero. They've lost five straight. There's, I think this, I think they play. It's a rivalry game, so I think they do play it close for about a quarter and a half, maybe the first half. Florida's just got too much in the second half and too much talent, so much more talent than Tennessee does. And, you know, talent can be the best game plan every single day. Uh, so give me Florida in this one. Give me Florida with the points. I think it's 17 and a half. I think this is a three, four touchdown game by the end. All right. CBS, 8 o'clock, the number one ranked team in the country, Alabama. 8 no, they will travel into Death Valley, take on the 3 and 4 LSU Tigers. Alabama, a 29-and-a-half-point favorite. Ooh, ooh. Um, do they cover? Yeah. Bobby. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, go ahead. no, I thought it was just a, here, here, here's the floor, guys. Just go at it. Um, Bobby, go ahead. Why don't you talk? <laughs> I don't think that Alabama covers in this one, but kind of like the uh, 2011 national championship game when Alabama and LSU played where LSU didn't get across the, the 50 yard line until like into the fourth quarter. I think that happens again here, but I think LSU gets set up with a few short fields to capitalize on. And I don't think Alabama scores that much. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be Bama by however much they, they'd like to, to put up on that scoreboard, honestly, just something, you know, their defense might be okay. Um, but they don't have anything on offense that can that can move the ball consistently. I mean, they couldn't do that against A and M, especially they won't do it against uh, a really good Bama team. So um, I don't care that the game's in Baton Rouge; it doesn't really matter. Um, Saban's looking his chops. Fucking Orgeron knows knows he's bad this year. You can see it on the sideline. He's like he knows he's bad. He knows like his coaching is getting. You know, he doesn't have the the players like he did last year, and he's taking a lot of his frustration out on his like staff and and the quarterback when he walks off the field it's pretty funny we see him that face uh, all red so uh Saban does it again 
and uh, the tide rolls. I have a take on this. If you guys recall last year, LSU, uh, they went into Tuscaloosa. They handle Alabama. After the game, there's an Instagram live from an LSU player. don't remember him, but, you know, Ed Orgeron's going off in the locker room like, Roll Tide, what? Fuck you. Yeah. We're going to beat oh, their yeah. ass in recruiting. Every time we see them, we're going to beat their ass. Blah, blah, blah. I guarantee Nick Saban is aware of that video. And I guarantee Nick Saban, I don't care if he's on the sidelines or not, whatever that situation is, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think Alabama names their score in this one. Um, and I got a little egg on my face. Uh, if you remember preseason, I was kind of – very apprehensive uh, about the Mac Jones experience, you know, and of course he's, I mean, he's played unbelievable, but watching Alabama, they just fucking give that guy so much time back there <laughs> yeah. to, you know, pat the ball and, and find open receivers. Uh, Devontae Smith's unbelievable as well. And uh, Najee can get it done in the running game. So yeah, I think Alabama names their score. I don't know if I would touch the, over though, because I don't trust LSU to really score a whole lot, so it might be like a a thirty thirty eight seven forty one seven type deal. But uh, I think the tide rolled. Um, all right, let's let's go to your guys' teams. We'll start with the uh, Bryce here. Noon ABC, your fourth ranked Buckeyes go into East Lansing take on the Spartans of Michigan State. Ohio State is a twenty four point favorite. Um, take the floor. Um, anytime we play Michigan State, I just will always remember 1998. I'll remember 2013 Big Ten Championship or Meyer eating a fucking pizza there on the golf cart. I'll remember fucking windmill <laughs> fucker running down the field after a game winner. Oh, my God. It made me sick to my stomach. So, um, with, with Mel Tucker being his first year, he's proven to be able to, like, step up during big games. Do they do it, like, pretty or convincingly? No, but they win. Um, not saying, like, they win every game. They're obviously not undefeated. But they fucking – they're like a thorn in your side or foot or whatever the fuck that phrase is. I don't know. They just, like, somehow do it. They've got, like, receivers that can make plays and adjust to the ball somewhat well. Uh, their defense seems like it tackles well and they fly to the football – uh, they don't have really any talent, but they're kind of pesky. And it scares me because I don't know who the fuck is playing for Ohio State. Like, I have no idea who has COVID. They've done, a, I mean, I guess a good job of – because nobody's reporting it. I think, I think the media might know. They're just not saying it just because they want to be in good standing with the university. But, um, y- yeah, like, is – you know, obviously, I think Justin Fields is is okay. I think that would have gotten out, but you know, who like you know is Chris Olave? Does he have does he have COVID? Who else has COVID? I mean, like, does our middle linebacking core have COVID? I don't know. There's players that won't play, and they won't play probably next week. And I I think all of that will either get sent out tomorrow in the in the like report, or I don't know if they're gonna keep it under wraps again until Saturday, which is what their plan was last week. I really just don't want that to be – I was literally going to bed on Friday night and fucking Bobby sends that text and I'm just like, no. Like I just let out like this gasp 
my wife's like, what? What? And I was like, no game. No game tomorrow. And she's like, why did you tell me that? And I was like, well, because I'm fucking frustrated. And you asked me what, so I'm going to tell you. She's like, now I, now I won't be able to sleep. So, like, you know, she's a Buckeye fan. She just gets worked up, and I don't know. I, do I think Ohio State will win? Yes. Am I worried? Yes, for two reasons, like I said. Michigan State's kind of a nightmare uh, for, for Buckeye fans, and also I don't know who's available. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have much to add. I think you covered everything there, Bobby. You got anything to add on that one? Yeah, my my biggest question is what position group is the one that I mean, ob- I take quarterback out. Obviously, he runs the machine. What's the one position group for Ohio State? As someone who doesn't really like, I mean, I watch them every week, but I don't like follow them super in depth. What's the one position group that they cannot be without starters? Um. So I would say because I think they could patch together on the offensive line if some starters are out and be okay. Um, so I would probably say I'd probably say our linebackers because that would just literally leave our defensive line, which has been playing really well. Um, that would just leave them really to be the strength of the defense. So that would be like no linebackers, no defensive backs because we know our defensive backs have been suspect lately. So, again, we were hoping the Illinois game was going to be that, you know, righting the wrong from the Indiana game, but nothing was corrected actually like in, in, in real-time game experience. So, I would say if our linebackers that kind of lead, you know, with Tough Borland and, 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 and Baron Browning and, and, and the, those other guys, you know, I think if they're, if they're not in, then um, that, could, that could be a recipe of, for disaster and expose something, maybe some matchups from like running back to, you know, covering – out of the flats or something. And who knows? Um, I don't think Jim Bowman still coaches up there. I don't think he left when D'Antonio left. So he was always a big wheel route guy or a tight end wheel route guy. And that could be a, a linebacker uh, nightmare mismatch. So yeah, I'd say our linebacker um, core. Right on. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just an unknown. I mean, I don't think there's really, other than like you mentioned, history. There's really no reason to sweat it. Um, but then again, there's so many variables the the season and stuff like that. Where you know, next week, I don't I don't know if the hell's going to happen if that game's going to get played. So I guess it's, we're in a wait and see pattern. Um, all right, let's let's move on, Bobby. You got Syracuse coming to town. Uh, your number two ranked Irish, two thirty Eastern time on NBC, Fighting Irish, a thirty-four point favorite at time of recording. <laughs> uh, break it down. Do you cover? What's your thoughts? Spill it out. Yeah, I I don't think we cover in this one just because the the point of this game is get a lead, stay healthy. That's the only two things that should be on the game plan this week. Um, I, I I feel you know if we get up three or four touchdowns by halftime we don't see more than a half of our starting offense or starting defense. I say, I think we start getting younger guys in, get some more experience, kind of get some guys, some reps, just in case anything happens between now and the ACC championship game. So I think that's kind of the main point there. Uh, Ian book continues to live and die on every single play. Um, you know, the game Friday, he had two or three like Brett Favre 
backhand flip passes that ended up working so out. So good. I don't know how they worked out, but they did. I think it's it's just a special year for us. I'm I'm glad to see it keep going. Um, you know, we we had two starters out off the line. Obviously, Jarrett Patterson's out for the year. Our starting center, who was on track to be an All American this year at center, uh, so that that's that's a rough loss. But the guys that stepped in didn't miss a single beat. You could tell they definitely haven't had to gain experience getting beat by some guys on North Carolina's defensive line who had some more experience, knew where to attack them at, and took advantage of them not having that game that game speed rep. So I feel I feel like that's what we're gonna see this week. Uh, Tommy Kramer, our right guard who also had was out with appendicitis. Oh they're not gonna play him this week, Kelly said today at his press conference. Just keep getting these other guys more reps because they gotta figure out who's gonna replace the guy at center for good here in the next few weeks. Uh, defense continues to be outstanding, the best Irish defense I've seen ever. Um, you know, I'm only 28, so I didn't get to see, like, the 80s defenses and everything. So, like I, like you said, I don't think they cover. I think it's get the lead, get everyone healthy, and let's just focus on Clemson again. Bryce, anything to add there? Um, no, that game Friday was really fun to watch. I thought North Carolina did a great job of, like, game planning and, and, and battling. <clears throat> but the Irish stepped up when it was needed and, and just kind of controlled that game the last five minutes and ran the ball really well and, and controlled the clock. The like the more I watched the Irish, um, you know, they're one of those teams that if it wasn't Notre Dame, like just, again, being a Buckeye and being a North, like, like Midwest, you know, area dude, um, like I'm like supposed to hate Notre Dame. But if they weren't wearing the 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 golden the the helmets, um, I would be like all over this team. I think this is like what I'm thinking right now, and I'm not trying to jinx them, but I really do think they could win the national championship. I think it's just one of those. I, I, do I just too. think it's one of those years. Like, um, you know, you you play Clemson, you beat them. I I know Trevor Lawrence was out, but it's like, you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't play defense. You know, they were able to like move the ball and they, they, they just got it done and kind of like the 2002 Ohio state team. Like you just keep winning, you keep winning, you keep winning, you start believing and realize like, Oh shit, we're undefeated. And it's, you know, mid December and here we are. So um, I think they could beat Bama. I think they could beat anybody in the country. And um, if they play Ohio state, which I could definitely see that being the two, three, um, Ohio State would have to really sure some shit up in the secondary to be able to to be able to stop them. So, um, yeah, I think the Irish are legit championship contenders. I know it's like, duh, they're undefeated, but um, everything they do is a championship caliber and has that written all over them. So, yeah, Bobby, I think you got to go in this year. If we win the national championship, you probably won't hear from me for a month on the bender. I'll be on. <laughs> well, you deserve it. I mean, they've. They've flashed like in your lifetime. Like they've had some good teams. They've had really good teams, but they've just never gotten over the hump. And I know they made the national championship in 2012, and that was obviously like just. Uh, trust me, I know what that feeling's like with the Ohio State Florida game in 07. Like just a uh, oh, we were in the national championship, and it was over before it began, yeah. and you couldn't really enjoy it. It wasn't even a game, so that doesn't really count. You've you've you finally found some success, and Brian Kelly, I think would really cement himself as being 
one of the best, if not the greatest Notre Dame coach, and it's something he could build off of and uh, ride out into the sunset down the road with that in his back pocket. So, yeah, Irish uh, yeah. National Championship, yeah. I think I'm going to call it now. If I had to put money down, I don't know what the spread or, or the spread. I don't know what the odds would be, but I think that would be the smart play. Yeah, one thing I want to piggyback off from, just the the viewing experience that is Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, Bryce or Bobby, you've been pumping uh, your guys' tight end room all season long, but just watching those guys in the fucking run-blocking game, um, especially Tommy Trimble. I mean, that dude, he you can just tell he's kind of like one of these George Kittle types where they fucking relish – and thrive in, in the run blocking game. And it's, you know, that's the kind of buy-in you need from um, your football team. And you guys got it this year in spades and uh, the defense is fun. Hell, like what Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, you know, he'll probably be a first round draft pick. He uh, gets popped with a, you know, a targeting, I think it was. And it was, it was a bullshit call that you guys didn't miss a beat. So, uh, by the way, I just looked up, Notre Dame's plus 600 right now, according to uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app to uh, win the college football playoffs. So uh, that's the fourth grade or fourth lowest odds or highest odds, however you want to say it. Bama plus 125, Clemson plus 250, Ohio State plus 550, Notre Dame plus 600, Florida plus 1200, AM plus 1600 there. Yeah. And Cincinnati plus three or uh, 3300. I guess that would be your playoff contenders. Uh, there, yeah, team of, team but, of destiny. I think, I, and like I be honest, like I feel sick to my stomach fucking saying this because like I really don't like Notre Dame. Just oh, I hate Notre Dame. Fuck you. I don't guys. hate Bobby. <laughs> like I don't hate Bobby. It's like a Steelers thing where it's like I I respect Notre Dame. I absolutely respect Notre Dame. I cry at the end of Rudy. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I'd love to go see a game there, but like it's just one of those like I love to hate. Like I like Michigan almost, but um, yeah, Michigan's beat us in the past twenty years. Twice. Yeah. So. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my team canceled their game, but my second team uh, plays uh, this week. The Ohio University Bobcats are an 11.5-point home underdog. As uh, Is Jared Patterson, is he the nation's leading rusher? <laughs> this this little scat back from I Buffalo, mean, average, yes. Been, he has to be. Like, good God. He, he's just been putting it all over everybody. Um, OU doesn't tackle well. Uh, defense seems to be kind of optional this year, but uh, OU they can move the ball and score some points. So I I think the eleven and a half is a little tasty to take the Cats, especially at Pete and um, you know the atmosphere there isn't great during normal times as it is. So uh, there's not much difference. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything uh, to add to that. I got a, a fun fact. Oh. Since 2017, the Ohio University Bobcats have more bull wins than Ohio State. So, who really is the <laughs> king of Ohio when it comes yeah, to college football? Uh, I don't know if, like, the Jamaican Bowl counts or whatever the fucking bowl they play in. Like, the Boise State Potato Bowl <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was, and they won that a couple years ago. Or maybe shit. Yeah, they they the, they dumped a Gatorade cooler of fries yeah. on Frank Solich. That was <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. 
I love fuck. I love the Bobcats. Like I I mean I, oh, I just don't that. understand the the rivalry between OU and Ohio State. Like, look, two completely different like atmospheres. You know, I, I get it. Like, we're the original. Like, you know, we were here first. The original Ohio, yada yada yada. But like, Ohio State's. Like a, a worldwide university where like OU is a is a great school to go to if you're from Cleveland or anywhere actually, but you know what I mean. It's just different. It's like I don't know why they have to compete against each other. It's the same like LeBron and Jordan. Like can't both just be like unique and cool and everyone enjoy it? Like why? I wish they would play each other more often. I, I certainly wish that. Like when Rufus fucking tackled Brutus there. Y'all y'all ducking us, dude. Yeah, and there us. might be some of that. Ohio State <laughs> doesn't I don't know. It's like them and Dayton and Cincinnati, they just don't like to play them. Like they'll play Kent State and others like you know, at least in football, like they always would play like an Akron or a Kent State or Toledo, but yeah, not a whole lot of OU. It's too bad. Bobby, cat's gonna cover. Yeah, give me the cat. Hell yeah! I, yeah, I knew I could talk into that one. All right, let's move on. <laughs> NFL Week Thirteen. I only have four games there. Uh, our three teams, and uh, I guess I'll start with the kind of oddball uh, L.A. Rams. They will travel to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, a two and a half point or home underdog. So the Rams are favored four or five on Fox. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I'll go Rams here to kind of get back on the uh, the horse here. Uh, Bobby, then Bryce, uh, you guys got any thoughts on this one? Uh, my only thing is how healthy is Kyler Murray right now? I know he has the shoulder injury. Uh, I, think, I think Arizona all depends on how that goes. I just think Los Angeles' defense is just too much right now, and they're coming on at the right time of the year. So I got the Rams winning on the road. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Rams. I think I said last week that I was high on them and like what they did against Tampa Bay. And I'll be honest, I was a little drunky on Sunday watching a Browns-Jacksonville Jaguars game, and I don't think I paid any attention to anything else in the NFL. Uh, what happened last week with with um, with the Rams? Who'd they play? Would they play the Niners? No. Yeah, Shanny owns McVay. We've beat them. Uh, we swept them last year and this year. How I mean, the fuck did that? How, a, how in the hell did that happen? He owns He owns McVay. I don't know what it is. It doesn't make any sense. I just is that a letdown from Tampa I, Bay? Or, like, maybe he – you're right. Yes, a little bit of – it was a short week for um, the Rams. They had to fly back across the coast. Um but I think he's, I think what, I think he's five and three against him. And granted, year one under their Shanahan was just a total, total rebuild. Um, and then they split two years ago, and yeah, the last two years we've uh, we've dummied huh. the Rams, well, so establishing that California dominance. Well, so. that's a, a head scratcher, certainly, but uh, good for your team, I suppose. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't hey, really change. I think I think the Rams will bounce back though. Hey, my team. I'll move on. We'll go to my yeah. team, and then we'll get to uh, the Steelers and then the Browns. My team Monday night eight fifteen. The line is even at the moment. Of course, this will be played in Arizona because 
my football season just needs to be that much more fucked up that uh, Santa Clara County will not allow any kind of uh, activity. So the Niners are uh, going to finish the season out in Arizona for their home games and practice. They got the eight and three Bills coming to town. Um, we're five and six. I don't know. I feel like the Bills defense played well last week. Uh, maybe they're starting around on the form. I still don't know who is available for the Niners. I know maybe Kittle <laughs> might be making a return, which just sounds kind of crazy. We're just not going to give up on trying to get the seven seed this year. I guess that's kind of where the Niners are. Raheem Mostert was uh, incredible last week. The defense forced some turnovers. I don't know. That's just where I'm at with this team. It's a roller coaster. I've said it a thousand times this year. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts, a, a prediction, whatever, but I'm just throwing my hands up, shrug emoji. I don't know. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, yeah, I just Buffalo's got too much right now. I think they can wrap up the AFC East this week, I'm, I thought. Um, so I think that's what they're kind of playing for. Obviously, San Francisco having to play in Arizona – People are going to have to be away from their families, living in hotels. It's it's not going to be good. And I can honestly see San Francisco not winning another game the rest of the How year just because of that. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's going to be tough. We're going to see what they're really made of. Uh, it was cool to see them beat Los Angeles last week. But like I said, the Bills have their eye on the AFC East. And I think that's going to show up on Monday night. They're going to come out and smack them real quick. Listen, we play the Cowboys next Sunday night. So, and then we, well, no, not next Sunday night. We play the Washington football team, then the Cowboys on the road, then Cardinals and Seahawks. So, I, well, we might be able to scratch out two, three wins out of that, maybe get to eight and eight. So, yeah, why not? Why not? I don't know. Bryce, anything to no, add there? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about the Washington football team? Uh, they invade Heinz Field also Monday night, 5 Eastern time on Fox. Pittsburgh is an eight-point favorite at the time of recording, 11-0. Does the perfect season stay perfect, Bobby? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Washington stinks. I know they beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, which was awesome to see. I always love seeing Dallas lose on Thanksgiving. I love seeing Dallas lose – Thank any you. week, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, I'm a big fan of the 5 o'clock Eastern time Monday night yes. game. Uh, I'm a big fan of the 340 uh, Eastern time mid midweek. <laughs> if you're matinee. working from home. <laughs> Anytime I could. Right. I mean, that's another, yeah. that's another, another podcast. Um, but. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I think we'll get some guys back, get some guys healthy off the COVID list. Sucks losing Bud Dupree on garbage time against for going against Trace McSorley. The game was in hand. If our offense just could have got one more first down, Bud Dupree would still be healthy. We still have the top pass rushing duo in the NFL right now. Uh, that big blow to our defense that already lost Devin Bush this year. So I think you see some young guys get put in there. Uh, Alex Highsmith, uh, third-round draft pick this year. He's, he's played pretty decent when he's been in this year, but he doesn't have that same experience, that same get-off that Bud Dupree has. Uh, we traded for Avery Williamson from the Jets. He's you know he's a typical middle linebacker, but I could see them kind of throwing him in down there just because he has the NFL experience. He's got the speed, not necessarily the size. 
But when it comes to pass rushing, a lot of the teams we're seeing in the AFC, the playoffs, are going to be throwing the ball. Uh, outside of Cleveland and Tennessee, every other team has pretty much a passing offense. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the Ravens in the playoffs now. Uh, I think they're behind the Raiders now in the playoff standings. Oh, I love it. So I, I think getting 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 the guys ready, getting them going, um, obviously winning at home is big. And um, I think it'll give us a nice – a nice warm up to go into the next week, which will be against Buffalo on Sunday night, which will be a great game. Bryce, you have any uh, thoughts on um, this game? Not really, except I just, I really love Terry McLaurin. He's probably, I don't want to say my favorite Ohio State player in the league because that would be Joey Bosa, especially after watching his mic'd up. Did you guys catch that, by the way? Oh. No. What's it? Oh, I've my got, God. I've got That's a great. save to watch. Well, that's oh, good. It's like just three minutes of, like, hilarious. Yeah, bro, bro, bro dude. Yeah, someone was like, <laughs> it's like he's playing Call of Duty or something. It's just he's entertaining, but like you could see why. I don't know. I, I think everyone would have to respect him. He seems like a real dude, but like he just he's he's crazy. He's just a, he's a crazy crazy human being. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, Steelers will win. Like I said, Terry McLaurin is is great. Unfortunately, he's. He's like putting up amazing numbers without really having any sort of quarterback. I'm thinking if he were like a Michael Thomas situation or shit, even if he was out in like, you know, uh, LA with, with Herbert or some, somebody that could just like get, push the ball down the field. Um, do be putting up a lot, lot, lot bigger numbers, but after the catch that play he, he made against the Cowboys on that interception where he, he, he saved a, he ran down Jalen Smith and saved a touchdown. Um, just, just love the dude. Like a, I think he was a, he's a he was a really like low four star recruit coming over from Indi- Indianapolis and played special teams um, at Ohio State for years, and then finally you know cracked the rotation, and then um, just worked his tail off, and now he's out of that draft class with like Metcalf and is it Brown from Tennessee or whatever his name is. Um, he like leads the leads that class in receiving yards, so uh, good for him. Yeah, Bobby, I'm going to put your Steelers – I'm not going to call it out right. I'm going to put them on upset alert, though. I, I do think the football team covers. Um, Washington, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Uh, kind of – I double-taked when I looked. They have the best pass defense in the National Football League. Now, I, I know a lot has to do with uh, their defensive ends. You know, Josh Sweat has been unbelievable this year. Chase Young has been pretty damn good as well. Uh, There's – First round pick, uh, but they're getting a contribution from another draft pick, Antonio Gibson, the Memphis kind of running back slash wide receiver. He's playing running back for him. Bryce, you mentioned McLaurin, like he's just productive without a good quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. just remarkable. And Ron Rivera, he's he's gonna fucking be Rivervote Ron. They're gonna go for it and shit like that. He's not gonna play conservative. Um, and they're kind of still fighting. For a playoff berth in the shitty ass NFC East, so I uh, I think eight's a little too much. I think you know this is a a four three point game. You know Pittsburgh also a short week. The Washington football team coming off a long week. They played on Thanksgiving, so a couple extra days to prepare. Um, you know I think I think it's going to be a close football game. Uh, final one of the week, and then we're done previewing the weekend that is set to come. Bryce, your eight and three Browns oh my God. go into Nashville to take on the eight and three Tennessee Titans. 
one Eastern time, CBS Sunday, uh, the Titans, a five and a half point favorite. What do you think? I mean, my expectations for a Browns victory here, um, they're very low. I just, I don't think they'll win. I said this against the Steelers. I said this against the Ravens. Be competitive and show that you fucking belong in the playoffs. Um, the Browns have been just getting like shit on by the media, saying they haven't beat anybody. I'm like, yeah, I know they haven't beat anybody. They beat the Colts. The Colts are probably a playoff team. And also, what are they supposed to fucking do? Like, they're beating people on their schedule. I'd rather be talking about them the way we are now at eight and three than being like, well, if we would have done this, we wouldn't be three and eight. Like, I'm. I'm happy. I'm a fucking happy Browns fan, but like Browns fans, the Browns media like to fucking shit on their team regardless. I don't understand it. We should be like popping champagne bottles every Sunday after we win, which I don't have champagne, but I've been drinking plenty of beer. Um, I think the name of the game is just like bend, but don't break. You know, I think Derrick Henry's going to get his. I think Tannehill is going to be all right. Um, Baker's got to come out and play a hell of a game. Um, he, he did – he did play well against Jacksonville. He missed some throws, especially in the red zone. Um, and you can get away with that down in Jacksonville when you're fucking playing. Uh, I already forgot his name. Dude from North Carolina State, quarterback, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, Mike Glenn. Jesus Christ. They made him look, look like fucking Aaron Rodgers. It's awful. <laughs> so Tannehill, like <laughs> – this is tough because I've got Tannehill and Henry on my on my fantasy team, so I'm like licking my chops, like yeah, my fantasy team's gonna be all right. But I would trade like never winning a fantasy game ever again for the Browns to like make the playoffs and make a run. So I again, the Browns don't win. I hope they cover. I just hope they fucking put their big boy pants on and fucking play some big time football against a good team. Um, having Miles Garrett's back is fantastic. They've been getting by without him. Two-headed monster again, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Like, Jesus Christ. Just Chubb gets stronger as the game goes on. Um, if they win this game, kind of like the Florida Gators, how they control their destiny. The Browns are in the fucking driver's seat uh, with that, that first wild card spot and could be matched up against the Buffalo Bills if all, all things roll out, which would be my favorite matchup if that could happen. So, um Praying for a good game. Praying for the Browns to be competitive. If they win, I don't know if I'll make it on the podcast next week because I won't be able to talk because I'll be I'll have yelled uh, for like a couple of days straight. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think the Titans will win. Bobby, anything to add to this one? Yeah, like, like Bryce said, uh, if Baker can make the passes, I think they win. And then on the vice opposite side of that, if they can stop the run game they're not. of Tennessee. <laughs> like, their uh, defense I think, I think sucks. Browns, it's like it's just, they're just not going to. I, they, they're just going to outduel them. They, they do. Do they get Garrett back this week? Yeah, so I, I think I think they'll be all right. I think I think the Browns win this game. Um, I just – I don't know. There's something about the Browns this year that <laughs> just kind of scares me a little bit. And I, I, think, I think they're coming on at the right time. Everybody's getting healthy. And I think – They've improved since they have lost Odell Beckham a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think this is just, and I don't have a prediction of who will do this, but I think, you know, whichever team gets out to that lead first is at such an advantage because both teams want to rely on their run game. 
I'm not so sure. T- I know Derrick Henry's heating up, and the last few years, late in the year, he just becomes untackleable, or if that's even a word, I just made it up probably. But uh, are we sure the Titans are good? I know the record says they're good. They just beat the shit out of the Colts. Uh, the Ravens game uh, was kind of a fluke that even got the overtime all credit to the Titans for winning that game in overtime, but that was one of those games that kind of flipped the Ravens season downward spiral. Now it seems like the Titans are up. I'm not sure they're great, and I'm not trying to discredit the Browns if they go in in Tennessee and beat them. I, I think, you know, that'll that'll be huge. So, but, you know, I'm – I don't, I don't know, man. I, Bryce, like, I'm not sure you have to sweat it. I get it. Why you would, but I, I think Cleveland could get on there and, and beat him. I think the part of the part of the part problem, as I try to talk English here, is it's just the Ravens and Steelers just have like that that mental, yeah, you know, advantage against the Browns. And I, I don't know, like, I think this game would be fun as fuck because. Vrabel wants to fight in a phone booth, and that's kind of what Cleveland's MO is with that offensive line. So, if you're in the run, the ball, and and physicality, this is the game to tune. Yeah, into I think this Sunday. is like an old fashioned slobber knocker. I think this is this is great. So, I'm real excited. Yeah, uh, we lost Bobby. I'm gonna try to get him back in here, but uh, uh, hey, shit happens. It's technology, so. But, That's what um, happens when a Steelers fan I don't like says he's afraid of the of the Browns somehow. <laughs> <laughs> His like wife heard him say oh, that, man. like whenever he started like, or I guess I I don't know. He's not married, right? He, like his girlfriend is he married? Is Bobby married? How do we not know this? Oh, I think yeah. so. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Russell, I'm, so, I'm, I'm more I'm more surprised you don't know than I do. Yeah, I guess. So. it's... One of those things. I mean, he's got a Mookie Betts picture in his house or whatever, and I met. She might have just smashed it for him, saying he's yeah. afraid of the Browns. Yeah. That's awesome. So she's like, "You're a robot." My husband wouldn't say that. Like, just stabbed him right in the neck. If he could... yeah, <laughs> he just texted me. He he just said he don't know what happened. His phone just restarted. Uh, so well. Hey, the the podcast was ending it soon anyway, so it's good. Let's good. talk shit about um, Bobby for a few minutes. I hate the guy. <laughs> I can't stand him. He's... Yeah, yeah. If any, if anybody wants to be a a, a third wheel to this cog, um, just yeah. email me at the uh, email me at I hate Bobby Russell at gmail. We've been planning this all and, along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, fi- it finally happened. Um, so yeah, football this week and, um, I don't know, I guess we'll come back next week. Maybe talk about Michigan, Iowa state. If it happens, I, uh, by the way, for those out there that thinks we're ducking Iowa state, that's, uh, that's partially probably true this year. I'm not, I'm not, Oh my God. I just feel like. So, Jim Harbaugh would be like the opposite. Of he's that. not like yeah, I don't care yeah, how bad they are. That like, he's definitely not like going to shy away. Yeah, and I've I've been kind of hinting around here and there about that that whole situation. I I don't want to go deep into what's next. Uh, what I want to see with the uh, that situation up in Ann Arbor. So 
I think I'll dedicate a podcast to that if that decision gets made uh, in the coming weeks or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's it's interesting, I guess. It just everything's so off this year that. But I don't know. But here's the deal. Like it kind of feels if, normal. If his name wasn't Jim Harbaugh, what would you think? Or like what would like Michigan fans really think? Right? They'd be like, get this fucking guy out of here. We suck. Like I don't I don't understand it. Like if like Oh, I, yeah. I want him I want him fired, but I want him fired if you can get a Matt Campbell or I mean Urban Meyer's a pipe dream, but like I don't want him to be fired just for to say we fired him when we're making a change. I I think you've got to fire him to uh you know, if you have the right candidate basically signed, sealed and delivered, ready to go. Maybe his so, brother, maybe his brother comes just, and coaches. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> so, like we found our new coach, John Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I, I wouldn't hate that if he brought uh Greg uh-huh. Roman with him. Because I, I feel like that's kind of been the the hidden missing piece to if you're comparing Stanford Harbaugh to, to Michigan Harbaugh, he, he didn't he wasn't able to close Greg Roman to be the OC and Greg Roman of course was at the forefront of um the Kaepernick situation where they they started to run some read option and kind of changing the NFL those couple years back in that Niners run. So I don't know. Here's here's one point that I've been kind of mauling around with real quick is maybe we don't fire him because if you look, how many times did Notre Dame try to fire Brian Kelly and, and they stayed patient, they stuck it out, he got the right coordinators in there, they started recruiting the right areas, getting the right pieces in there, and, you know, they've kind of been the last, you know, they made the playoffs, what, in 17? The last four or five years they've been consistent, nine to 11 wins and, you know, now they got kind of an experienced quarterback, and boom, they kind of exploded yeah, this year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so yeah, I, 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 want, I don't know. I mean, I think if, if Michigan was a top 25 team right now, I mean, we would absolutely be. I mean, we want to play them every year, right? Like, that, that's sure. to me is like just as big as Christmas Day. I know it sounds weird, but for real, like, I'll fucking trade that, that is. for, it for is. any, almost any holiday. Um, that's how much it means to me, and it really gets me through my year. Um, so, I don't know. I, I want Michigan to be good. It's good for the conference. It's good for Ohio State. Um, we need them to be good. I've always said that. Do I want to beat them every year? Absolutely. But I hope they're a top-10 team every year. Yeah, I've also seen some Buckeye fans on on various uh, internet places say, you know, if if the game can't be played next week, uh, maybe you just say fuck it, and, and instead of playing like that, kind of if you're not going to make the Big Ten championship game, screw up. We want we want to play Michigan that final week, or you know maybe the week after or whatever, just just to play that game. So you know, because I think both sides, you know, the four and five year guys to to have that kind of taken away, and especially. You know, if it's not of any of your doing, like you followed the protocols and all this stuff, and you've been right. diligent, um, it's it's not fair to to those guys. That's you know, and and you don't even have to be in oh, the yeah. classroom. I'm just saying, 
especially those guys. Um, but you're, it's not yeah, fair. But you're telling me, so. like, if Michigan were to beat Ohio State, that wouldn't make their year? Like, that would be – fuck yeah. Oh, like, Harbaugh would, would keep it, absolutely keep his job. Extension problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, he still hasn't beat Ohio State. That's what's crazy. Like, that's still, like, hard to believe that, you know, he had some good teams and they still couldn't get it done. They came into Columbus as – I think his favorites there, what, like two years ago, and Ohio State put up 62 yep. points. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think. I mean, go ahead and keep Harbaugh as long as you want. We can beat him. But I just wish he could get his shit together and be competitive. First year first year in history where well, Michigan it, won't have a home win. They have been playing football since uh, 18 – 98, oh, yeah. I believe. So, if not before that, yeah, or something before that, or eight, Probably. 1888, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think they've been keeping track that Michigan had a home field since 1890. Something, regardless, it's just maybe. insane how that's happened. Yeah, a long fucking time. Oh, we just got a text from Bobby saying that he had to wash his wife's feet. So, um, odd, you know, it's a weird thing to, to have to do on a Thursday night. Um, I'm just. I mean, you yeah, gotta do, like, you gotta you do. I guess washed and rubbed. I guess like you gotta do it. So at least, at least give us a heads up. That wasn't nice of him for just to like leave us like that. So I'm, uh, yeah. Well, well, he would say he would say go Irish and go Steelers at this he point would. in the pod, and I would say rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Thanks for listening. Oh, Any famous oh, last oh, words? Oh, oh, and you would, oh. you would, you would bark and say, uh, "Just go, Bucks. Let's fucking play. Like I don't care what happens. Just play the game, please." Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for Bobby for doing like eighty-five percent of the show. And 